Are you on trend? Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today's episode is on the 2023 Trend Report. So today we're going to dive in and talk all about what we see coming down the road for 2023. And as you can imagine, it is very home-centric. It's very sanctuary-creating. It's a lot of wellness, at least from my perspective. Are you seeing that too, Anita? Yes, I, I would say that what I'm seeing are trends that are still being impacted by the pandemic. Which I think was really the only good thing <laughs> that came out of that whole experience is that people really gave a hard look at the home that they were living in, the home that they had created, and they tried to figure out really quickly in some cases how that home could serve them better and how they would be more comfortable there. So I think now that we've had some time to reflect on all of that and people have had time to have things arrive like sofas and whatnot, or get the contractor in. People are really making their homes what they want them to be. And I think that's a wonderful thing because your home really does have to support you. Absolutely. Are you ready to get started? Yeah, kick it off. Okay, so the thing that I am seeing is about the whole open concept of homes. And the word on the home decor street is that open concept is out because people are home all day and they don't want to be in the same room all day since you know people have been working from home. And I get that. I see that. However, I am seeing that open concept is still hot in new homes being built, at least where I am in, in Houston. Now, I'm going to add a caveat to that and say that the difference is I'm seeing that there needs to be a work from home option. So I am seeing a lot more closed studies where you can close the door and there is a study in most houses. So I think that's the difference. And I think that's what people need is a separate workspace. Not only do they need to be able to shut out the sound from maybe their child playing in the other room, but also... They don't want to be looking at their stack of work and being stressed out about that while they're having their midnight snack. So it makes sense that that room, if you're working from home, you need to be able to close the door and shut that part out while you're living the rest of your life. It's something that's hard to change if you have an open concept house. Sometimes it would feel awkward just to pop a wall in there. So I have also seen that open concept is sort of on the wane. I find that contractors uh, sometimes are behind the trends a little bit. We're seeing the projections. We're in this industry. We're also reading all things that are sort of coming on the horizon, kind of like on the runway, right? You'll see things on the runway for fashion, and then it takes a little while for it to trickle down. Of course, it changes a little bit. It's not going to be that traumatic when you're actually wearing it, but it takes a little while for it to trickle down. And I think that's what happens with contractors. So if you're working with a contractor now and you're building a new home, you might want to discuss the idea if you've got the ability to have some input that you really like something that's separate and apart uh, or, you know, another little wing or something like that. Or people are creating ADUs around me like crazy. The uh, law, a local law was recently changed that encouraged people 
to create these separate units. So that's an accessory dwelling unit on your own property. So people are converting garages, they're putting up, they're changing their shed from a she shed to uh, something they could Airbnb. Yeah, or put their mother-in-law <laughs> oh, in or something right, like that. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of that movement going on now in homes in general to carve out that space that you spoke to. You know, that's the case in my neighborhood. A lot of houses here have a garage apartment. I am about 10 minutes from downtown Houston uh, in Houston Heights. And so the lots are extremely small. So if you want extra space, a lot of times you have to go build up above your garage. And I, I, when we built this house in, well, it was finished in 2013, I was thinking, man, I would really like an extra space. I don't know what's going to happen with my mom. I might have a child that takes a while to leave the nest. I might have some uh, business use for it. Who knew that I was going to be booted out and my husband was going to be working there <laughs> during the pandemic for over two years. But, you know, that that is really becoming, like you said, very hot everywhere right now because people are seeing, hey, I have an aging parent or hey maybe some people are saying hey i might be needing a caregiver living here or again the work the work from home option so i think that is going to continue to be super hot to have an extra separate living space uh, on your property and now getting down to the actual objects and things that you might surround yourself with in whatever type of home you've got meaningful objects are really important in 2023 we joked about it time and time again. You don't get a cart and troll the aisles at Home Goods and just stuff it full and then come home and display all those things. But it couldn't be more important now that we're spending more time home that you curate the collection of things that you have surrounding you and that those things can bring you happiness bring back some lovely memories, or just be meaningful to you in some way. Hey, maybe it's that you had a, you know, a half a day to yourself and you did go to Home Goods and you bought something and it was on super sale and you absolutely love it for whatever reason. That can be a meaningful object. It's whatever's meaningful to you. Uh, but you know, we say things that are more uh, collected, more curated, maybe something one of your kids made, maybe something, you know, maybe in Anita's case, it's a painting that her mother painted. You know, it's something that resonates with you. And it's so important to surround yourself with those things. It can really support you emotionally in your home. And especially if you're spending a lot of time there, when you're looking around, I know when I walk into a, one of my rooms and I look around and I see the beautiful things that I've collected. And to somebody else's eye, maybe they're not beautiful, but to my <laughs> eye, they are. I think they're beautiful. Thank you, my friend. But you <laughs> see, you know, it's something, oh, I, Peter and I bought this painting together. Oh, that was so great. Or this seashell that I picked up on a long walk with a friend. All these things are important and together and that they surround you in your home, they're going to support you. And that's what we really need. Oh, absolutely. I, the rooms with personality are so on trend. And if it looks like you bought everything on a single trip to Target, that is really not on trend. And really, why would you want that look anyway? I think you really do want to personalize your home with things that are special to you. Not only does it make it more on trend, but it makes it more meaningful to you. It makes your home more enjoyable. So I'm so with you on that one. And I don't think that should be a trend. I think that should be forever. 
You should have a personalized yes, home. Yes. Well, I mean, I think we both approach our own decorating, decorating for our clients in a similar way that it really should be a curated personal collection rather than just someone picking something out for you because it goes with your sofa. More people are becoming aware of that. And now that we can actually call it a trend, and that's terrific. On this idea of people being home more and uh, also, I think, kind of a peaceful vibe in your home. The multicolor kitchen backsplash is out. People want clean, modern, simple. So I am seeing either one sheet of of uh, quartz or marble or granite on the backsplash, or even maybe a, a subway tile, but all the same color. That's what I'm seeing, and the the just lots of different colored tiles is just not not a thing anymore. And if you have that, um, yeah, you might want to look into maybe painting it because that's really, um, you know, not on trend anymore. And while we're talking about the backsplash, uh, let's talk about the countertop too, because by far the most popular kitchen countertop right now, and I would say going forward, is white by a long shot either. And I think it's most often it's quartz. So it can be, you know, kind of toward the gray with a quartzite, or it can be marble, but white is the color of the day for your kitchen countertop. I'm seeing that too. And even marble, uh, other than the Carrera, there are some really bold marbles with a lot of veining. And we saw a lot of that going on in the last two years. In addition, the waterfall marble or any whatever your countertop doing going down to the side of either your counter or the side of the island so that we call that a waterfall, like it's coming over the edge. That is very bold. And I've seen that in a lot of gorgeous, very high-end kitchens, but it's a real statement. And it seems that that statement <laughs> is is not going to be made in 2023 if you want to be on trend. People are pulling back from that really bold whether it's marble or whether it's another type of material, if it's got a lot of bold veining in it. And I think that this is sort of dovetails with Anita talking about the backsplash is getting quieter. They're just going to be a solid sheet of maybe the white quartz or a Carrera marble, or they're going to be some simple subway tiles or tiles that are in the same color without a pattern. This is similar with the countertops. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of veining. It's going to be a little softer. And maybe where you're going to bring the color in, if you really want to be on trend, is in your cabinetry. Isn't that the truth? I'm seeing the same thing with the waterfall kitchen island, where mm -hmm. the countertop material, like you said, goes all the way from the countertop to the floor. That is on its way out. The other interesting change I am seeing, it's a little more subtle with the islands, is a cleaner look where there's no legs on the side where your bar stools go. That's just kind of a solid piece of countertop uh, from the front to the back of the island. I mean, are you seeing that where you are, Kelly? I haven't seen that so much, but I'm seeing something that is really going to cause me some horror because, you know, I'm not a big island fan to start out with. But I'm seeing and reading that people might be adding bigger and more <laughs> islands, right? Yes. I mean, but I don't know how yes. many people are going to be doing that because you have to have a tremendous kitchen in order to ha have one island, let alone two. So I'd I'm not say sure. That's, 
that's in a high-end thing. I mean, yeah. I'm only seeing that in extremely large high-end homes, the two islands. And really, unless you have a massive amount of space, why would you want to do that? Because then you're locked in. If you have a table you and you have a big crowd, you could pull in another table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're kind of locked in when it's an island like that. I agree. That was one trend that I would not be following, and I would probably not re- recommend it to a client, even if they had no budget and the kitchen was a tremendous amount of square footage. I just think, as you said, it sort of it just locks you into something. There's two giant things sitting in the middle of your kitchen, and you don't want to feel like you're running a restaurant. <laughs> well, that yeah, that's exactly right. You might need to to pay for it. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I'm seeing is a lot of lighting that's very modern and large, like big pieces coming down, the Sputnik ones uh, for your maybe dining room, and then these massive ones I'm seeing over the island that are, do you remember back in the day, did your grandma have one of those lights that went kind of, it was a floor lamp, but it would have uh, like about four or five lights coming off of it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I just bought one for my client. Oh, it's okay. It's going to be gorgeous. It has, it's from Lamps Plus. It was very reasonably priced. It's gold and with and black mixed metal, and it has five bulbous bulbs coming out of it. So it's kind of like a flare, like it's almost like a sparkler. So it's is gorgeous. this a floor lamp or a ceiling lamp? It's a floor lamp. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So that's what this thing that I'm seeing uh, on some houses is. It's coming from the ceiling down, but it's got multiple lights, not spreading out like a typical chandelier, but going vertically up and down. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. So there's a lot, there's a lot of very new lighting trends. Uh, Go check them out. There's, um, well, I'll, I'll link to some so you can see these, but the lighting has changed a lot this year. I would say there's a lot of modern new options. Yes. And the juxtaposition, even if you have very traditional furnishings, to pairing it with a very modern light can really refresh an entire space. And it's interesting that you said uh, specifically a lighting trends because I was invited to participate in the Lamps Plus lighting trends survey last year and again this year. And it may be out by the time this episode airs, which will be in mid-December. So if it is, I will link that in the show notes. But they're going to they have some beautiful things coming out for 2023, and you should really check it out. And Lamps Plus is always great quality and a really moderate pricing, I think. That seems to be the one area where there's a lot of change happening this year. So that that is very interesting. Another thing I'm seeing is a lot of exposed wine storage. Forget about the old preacher's bar where you could close the door and no one even knew that you had. Oh, is that you know? what that's called? I love that. I well, yeah, that. it was a preacher's bar if you could close it. So no one knew that you <laughs> had like, wine don't back look, there. there's books in there. Maybe a Bible. <laughs> Not bourbon. <laughs> no, there's no bourbon back here. No bourbon here. Uh, in fact, that's funny. I saw some sign. It was on the internet. It's like a, a house that was for sale and it said not haunted. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, you know, that means it is haunted. Yeah, and if that's what you have to lead with, there might not be a lot of other things going on. <laughs> yeah, so good. it seems like the door means nothing to see here. Exactly. Uh, but now it is very much a thing where I've seen a lot of storage under stairs where they've closed it off and made that wine storage with the glass doors. A lot of houses, new houses being built now have wine storage that's on display and some in some cases this is a quite large room 
So this is very much on trend. Yeah, I agree. And that was on my list too. Wine displays and home bars and really wine sort of as art. And it is a collection and you would have to keep replenishing it. So I really don't have a problem with that if you have the space, but you don't want to have a lot of slots or whatever you want to call it, spaces for your wine bottles, uh, you know, on the horizontal and just have it collecting dust. You know, you need to keep the wine in there for the whole display to look good. So that's something that if you were going to commit to that, (laughs) you really have to say, I'm going to stick with this trend and I'm going to keep, as I'm drinking, I'm going to keep replenishing. And the home bar, it's sort of beyond the cart now. You know, the cart was such the sweetheart of designers and bloggers for a while. Like everybody was just decking out their wine cart or their bar cart, making it so cute and slicing up the citrus and doing the whole thing and taking the pictures (laughs) of it. But now it's a bigger deal. Uh, So actual home bars where it's really well stocked, it's not just a little cart over in the corner. So if that's something you're into, I mean, we... We know we have some clients, right, where they have they collect certain types of tequila or they collect certain types of scotch or something like that. So it's actually a hobby as well as something you can consume. So why not make it a beautiful display? And if you do that in 2023, you are on trend. Absolutely. I am also seeing a lot of induction. Now, we've been talking about induction cooking for a bit now. We may have shown up in our trend report last year. I can't recall, but we know we've definitely talked about it. And it seems to be coming on as more and more of a regular alternative to your gas, electric, or your dual fuels. Uh, Induction is sleeker. It has a real good safety element to it, and it's very efficient. And it's the fastest and it's, as far as yeah. uh, heating up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not going to be waiting 20 minutes for your pasta uh, water to boil. Now, it wasn't very attractive looking. If you like an older, more older vintage slash maybe French or, you know, you had your heart set on an aga, you're not going to be, your head's not going to be turned by induction. But now... I think the people that create induction are realizing they need to house them in ranges, stoves that are a little more appealing to a broader range of people. So I've actually seen them that, yeah, that look like they have, you know, color on the outside, maybe it's black and then they have the gold bars and it just, it looks like an expensive French stove, but the top is induction. Oh, I've got to check these out. I haven't seen those. So that's that's an exciting development. So the I wanted to go back to the kitchen island for a minute mm-hmm. because I think that this is still a trend where the kitchen islands, we saw it last year, where the kitchen island is a contrasting color to the rest of the kitchen. That is still going strong this year for 2023. And the kitchen where you have the white on the top and the darker color on the bottom, although I'm not a fan of it, I am seeing that everywhere. And the darker colors, I would say the white kitchens are not on trend right now, but a classic. Mm -hmm. I have a white kitchen, I'm not going to paint it. It's staying white. But for uh, if you want to be on trend, if you want to be hot, 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 uh, you can go with the darker colors, a dark gray, uh, the navy. These are very popular right now. 
Yes, the whole moody color thing is very hot for 2023. And we're seeing that in kitchens and elsewhere as well. And I almost feel like the darker island was everybody sort of stepping into testing the waters with these moodier colors and darker colors in their spaces. And maybe everyone's sort of really liking how that goes. And then the next step in is, we'll just paint the bottom cabinets the darker color, right? <laughs> so you think they're just really dipping that toe in. Yeah. And, then it's, and, that, and you're almost like, almost like open shelving on the top, but it's just white cabinets on the top and the darker <laughs> on the bottom. And I don't love that either. It, I don't like color block and I don't like things that mm-hmm. sort of cut anything in half. Right. Um, but I have being short waisted. I really don't like that look. It's exactly. not good on me. <laughs> just being short in general. I don't like that either. <laughs> but I think that you know, it can be done well, but you have to be really careful about what your other materials are. Definitely the moody colors are on trend for 2023. They have warmth, they have depth, and you could paint a room these colors, not just cabinetry. And I love the idea of then painting the trim in a matching darker hue. Maybe it's the same one, maybe it's a little darker, maybe it's a little lighter, but a little darker could be really interesting and just do it in a different sheen, maybe the semi-gloss. So blacks, blues, greens, browns, brown is very hot for 2023. So, you know, this layer of a chocolate brown uh, in a maybe in a study or even in a kitchen could be really beautiful depending upon the other elements that you bring in. I think that you talked about painting a room darker and then doing the trim also in a dark color when we did our luxury for less episode. Is that when we talked about that, Anita? Uh, I don't remember. See, I just hang on your every word and and you just come out with all these brilliant things all the time. You can't even remember what you said or when you said it, but I'm pretty sure that's when you said that. So we'll link that in the show notes. So the other thing, shiplap, it's been out, I think, for a little bit of a while. It's had its moment. The ship has sailed. It's sunk. (laughs) Uh, So the shiplap is out. It has been out for a while, but now... These rustic barn walls, I don't know if you've seen those, but those are are out as well. Ah, they're gone too. Oh, that's too bad. Fluted detailing, however, is very in. So on cabinets, vanities. So the fluted, as you can imagine, right? Everybody can conjure that in their head. So it's vertical. Well, you could put it on the horizontal, but it's usually it's molding on the vertical where it's kind of ridged, right? And then it's a nice connector. I know I have fluted molding all over my house because of the older door frames. And then they have sort of those square rosettes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Rosettes at the top. And it's so pretty. And that would be easy to add to something. It's also something to think about if you're doing a kitchen. It's got a little something going on, but it's not over the top. When we had the fluted corbels and all of that going on, <laughs> and the this is just a little bit of something. And you can also make it sort of very modern looking too. It doesn't have to read traditional and doesn't have to read romantic. It can really look nice on a more modern piece of furniture or a a vanity or something like that. So true. And actually, when we built our house, I have built-in cabinetry in the study, and that is all fluted. And I, so I love the fluting. It's also on my fireplace mantle surround. So I love that look. I think it's just beautiful. And it's just such a pretty detail to add 
uh, whether it's in or out, I think it's nice to get some detail like that so that things look a little special. You could even take a bunch of those Billy bookcases mm-hmm. and put them together and put some fluting in between them and make them look built in. Wouldn't that be gorgeous? Gorgeous and pretty easy, especially if you're handy or and you have the right tools. I mean, so much of it is just having the right tools. But if you have a handyman that has the right tools, that wouldn't be hard to do at all. But again, also, it would help you save money mm-hmm. because you're not paying someone to make the bookcases from scratch. So you can just buy that part and then you're just paying for the customization. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Spending time with loved ones over the holidays might mean that you're going to hear a lot of stories. But what if you could record and document those timeless stories? StoryWorth makes that fun and easy, and it's how anyone can write a book about their life and share all their stories. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like what's the bravest thing you've ever done or what's the furthest you've ever traveled? All they need to do is reply with a story. Then after a year worth of sharing their stories, StoryWorth will compile your loved one's stories, memories, and even photos into an exquisite hardcover book creating a valuable keepsake. I got StoryWorth for my mom last year, and she loved it. And we've all been enjoying the book that was created by her answering the StoryWorth prompts and adding her own photos. My mom shared so many stories about her childhood that I really didn't hear before. So help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash DTT and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash DTT to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash DTT. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. So let's go back to our good friend, Gray. Mm. The all gray and white interiors are out. Put a fork in it. Yep. But but I am going to reference our recent episode, Is Gray Still Relevant? It is still relevant. It's just not hot on trend. Well, what I'm trying to say here is not that gray is out. It's the all gray and all white interiors. Mm -hmm. And I I see this a lot online where the room is all white or it's all gray or it's white and gray. (laughs) But the thing is, it's just, uh, how do I say it? Lifeless. You need, need, yes, lifeless. You need some color. You need something else going on. So if you have something that's white and gray add some colorful pillows. I mean, if you don't, if you still want kind of a monochromatic look, then you don't have to go bold colors, maybe just a softer color, but add a little bit of color in the artwork or in your pillows or mm. in a throw or in some, too. 
yes, some accessories. You really need something. Uh, And the more monochromatic the room is, the more you need those textures. But if you're going to go monochromatic, just like white and gray is is just not, not enough. You need to add something else. I'm with you. Totally with you. Organic shapes. The most obvious organic shape is a circle. And we don't have a lot of circles in our rooms, in our homes, because we've got a lot of 90 degree angles everywhere. So if you can add something that's circular, I just did this at a client's the other day. I brought over a round mirror, a very nice size 36 inch diameter round mirror. And we put it in her entryway under this very traditional sort of um, bachelor's chest set of drawers completely transformed her entryway in just that way of opening it up with a mirror, number one, but also adding this round shape. And even she commented on him, she's like, I don't have anything round. This is great. (laughs) It's so true. It really changed the feel of the whole entryway. So if you don't have anything round, think about adding something round. There's so many round mirrors now. They were very hot for the past, I don't know, maybe even five years. So that's easy to get. Um, Or other organic shapes like I mentioned earlier, a shell perhaps, or some of those beads, just something that's not square and that's not rectangle. And it has just a more of interesting shape, a piece of coral, even a stone or um, a crystal, something that just has a more organic feel to it, organic shape. And speaking of things that are different and unique, vintage and antique pieces are going to continue to be hot going forward because of supply chain issues and sustainability. So these things are, you're saving it from a landfill. So that's a green move to buy something vintage or antique. And we're still having issues getting things on time if you're ordering furniture. So if you want to have something this year and, you know, or in six months or nine months, a lot of times you really need to buy something vintage or antique, because most of things that you order are taking forever. And this is another example of a trend that has been born out of the pandemic. Yes. And too bad for us brown furniture lovers that everybody else is starting to love it again, too. So yeah, keep your pieces or go to a thrift store or consignment store before everybody else gets them. I have on my list as well, heritage pieces. So I think that is absolutely in keeping what you're talking about. And there's even a trend, it's pretty hot on TikTok, um, Coastal Grandma. <laughs> I know we had Grand Millennial, but now it's also morphed into a Coastal Grandma. So I asked my daughter about Coastal Grandma and she said, oh yeah, mom. She's like, you know, it's like really sort of like Diane Keaton. You know that, you know that movie we love? So I think she's talking about something's got to give. Now, uh, yeah. let me tell you, Diane Keaton's kitchen you know, on the ocean in Southampton does not read coastal grandma to me. When I think coastal <laughs> grandma, I thought about like, you know, somebody in the, in the sort of like not Using anywhere. Cane? Clo- yeah. Somebody <laughs> not close to the ocean at all, having like shells and beach prints in their bathroom. So apparently I didn't quite yes. understand the trend. So, well, if- let me say growing up, we had shells in our bathroom and I must add 
my mother probably went to a beach three times in her entire life. So why we had shells in there, I have no idea. She didn't even like the beach. She, You couldn't even see her in a swimsuit. So good luck with that. So I don't know why we had that in our bathroom. Right. And at that point, you were probably not beachfront property, I don't think, right? <laughs> no, no. So anyway, if anybody mentions coastal grandma to you, don't be insulted. It means <laughs> your kitchen looks like Diane Keaton's and something's got to give. I'm not sure. But yes, I thought that was really funny. Okay. Pattern. In keeping with the heritage furniture, the antiques, the brown furniture that we love that's really come back, pattern. So pattern is so nice. It gives you this lived in and inviting feeling. It also gives a lot of flexibility for accessorizing because if you've got a very monochromatic home, you know, a la the whites and the grays, it's hard to bring in things because you're kind of limited and unless something's going to be a super bold accessory and then you can't have too many of those because and then it's no longer this you know monochromatic white and or gray thing going on so if you introduce pattern then you have a lot of flexibility think of more of like an english country style there makes a tons of patterns and lots of color and somehow everything works together beautifully and I would say that in, in conjunction with that, also whimsical details. So some trims, some tassels, the bespoke shades. I know I recently talked about that scallop shade that I'm in love with. Ruffles, which Anita loves. And, you know, that is keeping with the fluting that we talked about. It's not too far a distance from fluted woodwork to adding a scallop here or there. So all of that is going to be on trend for 2023. Adding on to what you've said, wallpaper and pattern are hot, 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 especially the oversized print wallpaper. I am seeing wallpaper everywhere and it was gone for a long time and it is back, baby. And it is bold and beautiful. Uh, it still makes me nervous because I know it's never going to stay in for very long. But it is so beautiful. And I think we've been starved of pattern and color for so long. It just looks like such a breath of fresh air. So I was looking at some homes online that were for sale. And I just happened to see a house that had two green chairs kind of a chartreuse green and they each had a pink pillow in them and for some reason for me it made the entire room mm-hmm. art deco they keep saying this anita like every year i don't know somebody's know. talking about that i just think it's never gonna catch on we've been saying we've saw that in the trends for i don't know maybe two or three years already i don't think anybody's really doing that Somebody has a warehouse full of that stuff. It keeps trying to get it out there, and it's just not taking. I keep hearing it, but I don't see it anywhere. Yeah. And it's just not, I don't think it's really going to, it's not that attractive. So I'm going to have to uh, disagree with that one also. It's hard to mix with other things. Yeah. Have you been seeing the geometric shapes on an entire wall where the wall's painted a bold color, and there's just kind of geometric shapes all over the wall made with molding floor to ceiling hmm i'm seeing it it does seem to be a trend uh i'm not a fan but it's out there so you would paint the wall a color and then you would do molding all over the place making i would say the other way around yeah geometric shapes and then you paint it all the same color oh yeah i'm in in the order of actually creating it yes i agree yes and then you would the 
the molding and the inside of the molding would be the same color? Yes, it's all the same. The whole wall is the same color, and it's just large pieces of molding. Oh, I'm not going to do that. No matter what year it is, I'm not doing that. The curved core. <laughs> and now, that's something I, neither one of us is a giant fan of, but that's been around for a year or so. And it seems to still be on trend. So if you did buy a curved sofa, you know, just breathe a sigh of relief. You're still on trend. Hey, if you love your curved furniture, great. I just think it's really hard to work with unless, again, you've got a big space. You know, maybe you're the person that has two islands and you have a giant curved sectional in the, the other part of your open concept kitchen to family room. I guess that works fine if you've got that much room, but I think curved decor or that really sinewy kind of decor, it does speak a little to the art deco. It doesn't appeal to me very much, but it is there again this year and supposedly on trend. Well, sadly, rose gold also has seen its day. (laughs) Sorry, Rose, you have faded. You are dying. Well, yeah, now it sounds like we're a little bit into what's decidedly not on trend in 2023. Well, need I say it again, but the faux farmhouse look, look, that look has bought the farm, so to speak. It is over and you don't need to be doing that anymore. And you're definitely going to find any of those signs in the clearance, clearance aisle, like with, you know, four stickers on it, markdown, markdown, markdown. So don't go there. If you went there, let those things go. Free the chickens, sell the eggs, move on. Uh, mid-century overload, if you know, it's just one room done in mid-century, it's just too much. What we really want to be seeing for 2023 and for always is a lovely mix of highs and lows and different time periods and different types of furniture. You don't want to do everything the same, no matter what era it is or what the look it is. Also, black hardware. That was pretty hot for a while, but I think that also was kind of after the real farmhouse thing. We did modern farmhouse and it was like, oh, how do you change up the fixtures in modern farmhouse? It became black hardware. Mm, Not so much on trend anymore. Well, I've actually seen those some black and brass faucets though that are pretty cool so maybe a mixed metal right because that's a different thing Mm -hmm. so i really the black kind of maybe has like a texture to it that real black Mm -hmm. irony looking right stuff that's out and then the shiny brass was so it in the 80s and if you were around then i'm sure you remember uh and then we let it back in for a very short period of time but it's out again so no more shiny brass They're so elusive. You grab them, but then they disappear. (laughs) These trends, they just come and go. What about live edge tables? They were only in for, I don't know, a year or two, and now they're out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you have a certain type of Just get your saw. Just get your saw and cut off the edge. You'll be fine. (laughs) I have the colors for 2023 from, I think, three of our major paint companies. Do you want to hear those? Sure. Okay. Well, Bear, that's Home Depot's brand, is a warm, tranquil white, which looks quite lovely. And it's very akin to my fave, the Simply White from Ben Moore. So really, you can't object to that one. Benjamin Moore, decidedly not a white color. They are coming out with Raspberry Blush as their 2023 color. Now, when I think Raspberry I think a red or a pink that's going to tend to the blues. 
But that's mm, yes, not, I do too. You would too, right? I don't know. Raspberry yes. is, more... and I would think of something that's bold. But then when you said blush, I thought, okay, those are two different things, right? So I don't know who named this thing, but I mean, they they should maybe get a, a review from from their boss because it's actually a red <laughs> orange. Oh no, no, no! And then you read on, and they they calling it a coral tinged with pink. So why would you call it raspberry blush? Oh, I don't like it already. I don't like it. I don't get it. Like doing that as a color of the year. Like that maybe is like a little accent color. You know, maybe you do a little piece of furniture in a color like that. Like that's not a color of the year. I don't Mm. get it. And it was interesting because last year in 2022, they pretty much all chose greens. And now we're kind of all over the place. Uh, But this raspberry blush, uh, just another... Uh, opportunity to emphasize, please do not ever pick a color of paint by the name. Because clearly (laughs) this is so off. I know, but sometimes I've been tempted. I thought, oh, I really like that color, but the name is so bad. And people are going to ask me all day long (laughs) for weeks. And so I just thought I am not going to want to have to say that name over and over. Right. And then Sherwin-Williams, oh my gosh, could I give it four thumbs down? I don't know. It's so bad. Oh, no. Reddened point. And it's not red. It's kind of deep Band-Aid. It sounds it's, like a muddy red. It's not even really red. It really oh. looks like a deep color of a Band-Aid. You know what a Band-Aid is, that fleshy color? Uh, so yeah. A little this bit deeper. An ugly beige. Exactly. That's pretty much what it is. It is a really unattractive color. I don't know what's going on over there. Sherwin, we need to chat with you. I think some intern had a little fun today. (laughs) (laughs) And they're saying, what did you do? What did you pick for the year? We gave you the opportunity to pick the color of the year. And this is what you come up with. That's what I thought. Mm. Like, really? You have the opportunity. Like, who? It's a color of the year. This is what you're coming out with. So anyway. That's disappointing. That is disappointing. But overall, I really like where we're going with the trends in 2023. I like all of what we talked about today. Well, I have a few more. Oh, you do? Bring them. I do. Uh, Well, arch doorways, I think those are pretty hot right now, at least with new homes. Mm -hmm. And another trend I am seeing everywhere are the oversized sliding or folding Mm -hmm. glass doors. These are the ones that maybe have four panels to them and they you push them all to the side or they, they fold uh, to the right or to the left and open up your whole entire wall to the outdoors. These are hot, hot, hot. And I think these are going to be around for quite a while now. Oh. They're just, I know you've seen them. Oh, it, they're very popular here because, you know, we can live with the indoor outdoor lifestyle here in California. So absolutely stunning. Uh, La Cantina is a company that makes really beautiful ones. And they just, I just, I have a client who we just did this and they had this corner room and they had the old sliders like you talked about, the kind where you'd have to like, right? and then you'd have to put the pole in the bottom to make sure oh, the yeah. lock didn't really work. And so we're gonna we're doing this whole thing. Let's get rid of these doors. And we, so they the old doors used to meet with a piece of wood. You know, there was some sort of beam in between. So there was wall in between, blew it all out. And now they all, it just completely opens up 
to their outdoors, which they have a lovely pool, but you never even knew it was there the way it was oh, set up wow. before. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, that's a nice trend. I'm hoping to do that. I'm hoping to do that to... Uh, Those doors to the- ain't cheap. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I know. but if they're on trends, Anita, just say, hey, Kevin, I know. Well, I'm looking into them. Trends. I'm looking yeah. into them. So we'll Look see. Into them. Yeah, well, I'm having a hard time just getting a hold of, of the guy to, to get some pricing on that. Um, okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about are the smart home trends, because everything is going electronic, it's going digital, and a lot of things are being managed by your phone. Keyless entry systems, security system, thermostat lights, remote controlled ceiling fans and shades, the sound system. We went to one home, they had, uh, it was a brand new home that I went on a home tour, and well, it was a couple years old, but they had an iPad built into the wall where you managed everything, the light system, the audio, you know, the sound system, and they had different modes like, oh, I want to have the entertaining mode. You push that button and it turns certain lights on and sound on in different rooms. And the whole house was uh, monitored from that iPad. It was pretty awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, we got recently, well, we got rid of Alexa because she was getting super annoying being like, hey, maybe you need to reorder something. (laughs) You got to go, girl. You know, just tell me when my package is at the door. Alexa and Siri need to have a little cat fight and then go away. Well, Siri's great for us because she does, there are no, even when you listen to the music, there are no ads or whatnot. And she's not trying to get you to buy things, (laughs) Alexa really was. She was getting annoying. But now we have the little pods all over the place, the little Apple pods, and, and you can control at least the music or you can play like when the Dodgers and the Yankees were both playing. But then, of course, or the Astros mean, wait a minute. ended up winning. Are you talking about when the Astros won the World Series this year? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? I don't know. I, wait till the cheating <laughs> scandal comes out again. But we, no. we were able to have the games playing like in all the rooms. So no matter where you were, you could hear what was going on. We are personally pretty high tech. Our house, being as old as it is, is not, you know, not wired for any of that stuff. So we could probably do some improving there with regard to our heating system and all of that. But just having those little, um, the little the little speaker balls now has been awesome. Well, you know, Evie in my car, she likes to have a conversation with my car when I'm driving. (laughs) She asks her random questions and we get some pretty funny answers. (laughs) What are we defining today? We are defining a Dutch dresser. So this is a cabinet uh, that has open shelves on the top and on the lower portion, it's going to have drawers or doors or both. So it's kind of like... Uh, the Dutch version of a china cabinet. So the top has no doors. It's just open shelving. And then, like I said, the bottom is going to have doors and typically drawers. And another defining feature, it's not always the case, but typically they are rounded at the top. And as far as width, they tend not to be as wide as they, you know, if you think of a traditional American china cabinet, these are not that wide. These are kind of more the width of a an armoire. So kind of like a hutch? but rounded? Yes, I could. Yes, I would call it a hutch. That's that's a good definition. <laughs> okay, I have a really interesting crush today. If you're into fabrics, or you just like to get swatches, which I do, it is Horticulture House. The fabrics are so stunning. The designer is John R. Roberts. 
The fabrics are so cool. Really updated twalls. There's one that is a garden one where there's actually like a goose chasing someone and there's arbors and there's boxwoods and there's like an apple picking ladder. I gotta say you just really have to see it. Absolutely gorgeous. And I am in love with pattern. Thistle stripe. It comes in greens, reds, mustards, and of course I like it in the black. So it's kind of like a grain sack feel. It's got a really nubby sort of oatmeal background. And then it has the three stripes in whatever color you choose. And then there's a band of this thistle running down the center. So I think it would be gorgeous, particularly in a lumbar pillow. So I saw an ad for this, I guess, in one of the magazines. And so then I ordered, went to the site and I ordered some swatches. He has very limited no- number of fabrics, but they, the patterns are just so unique. There's one with all little picnic baskets and the fabric is gorgeous and it's all hand done. So it's on Belgian linen and then they, they hand dye it. So they're, you know, running the, I guess the rollers over it to create the pattern. So I'm sure it's not inexpensive. So you might want to just get a little bit, but the swatches came in the most beautiful packaging. So you might, if you're a swatch freak, like I am. So how big are these swatches? Are you making mini little yeah, pillows? I'm making with them? tiny little chairs. No, little, little sachets. <laughs> you could maybe make a sachet. Yes, maybe make a sachet. I'm looking at them now. No, they're they're pretty small. I would say they're four by six inches. But oh wow! Oh, it came in this lovely long uh, brown envelope with a part of the twall pattern on the front. It was handwritten in white. It's like a it's sort of like a white chalk pen with my name and address, and then inside this beautiful packaging, horticulture house. And it has sort of the top of a pergola on it and you flip it open and then there's all the swatches and then the cards, which also show you the patterns in action on various things like, uh, you know, settees and chairs and things like that. Almost like a little present. a little present to open it, I have to say. (laughs) And then I checked and I went and I was reading. And so I think he's in Virginia, but somehow this is, I think, the actual fabric is created because it's all made in America. In Pasadena, because it has an address here, which is like literally 10 minutes from my house. Wow. I'm going to have to check into this further. I might have to order some of this gorgeous fabric. Oh, yeah. Let us know. What's your crush? It's an Instagram account I found. It goes along with the trends of the maximalism, the pattern, the print, the color. It's Libby Cameron LLC. She's an interior designer based in Connecticut, and she shows beautiful rooms full of color and pattern. There's some dog pics in there too, but there's lots of wallpaper, colorful bookcases, cheery fabrics, lush rugs, detail on detail, layer on layer. Mm. So I think if you're into pattern and color, you're going to love this. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Oh, really nice. Yeah, everybody's going to really like that. And it's great to get some new accounts. I have to say, I'm not enjoying Instagram as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. And if anybody follows me there, you, you can see that I'm not really there as much as I used to be. I don't know. The reels are not that much fun, but I like to be able to look at the picture. Granny chic, granny chic. I like granny chic and I want to see it slow. (laughs) What is it? Like slow food movement? I'm the slow Instagram movement. 
Yeah, I know, I know. No, I've been out living life. I've been in real life lately. I haven't been on uh, the internet so much and on my phone. Oh, gosh. Love you live, man. That is the good thing. Good. Okay, great. Well, this was so fun. It's it's good to know what's you know hot, what's not, what's on trend. You're all fabulous and you're all on trend and you're all, hey, you know, trench men, you're all creating your own beautiful environment and that's what it's all about. So take a little bit of this, take a little bit from last year, take a little bit from years and years gone past. Take what you love, enjoy it, surround yourself with beautiful things that are special to you. That's really the key. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 